Hi, my name is Chris Bybee from Darkview Studios, and you're listening to Morse's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, Morse and Peter are joined by Mark Greenberg to talk about Necropolis from Necromancer Games. In the news, new Dungeons & Dragons licensed toys and calendars, free products for both the Doctor Who RPG and 13th Age, Stranger Things Season 4 and Dungeons and & Dragons, and more, plus our favorite game in all the world and a brand new sketch about what's really important for a weekly game night. This week on Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. This week, this sorry excuse for a podcast is sponsored by Lilith's Mattresses. Lilith's Mattresses have a unique combination of high-performance straw and hypoallergenic newt-scale filling, which delivers contouring pressure relief, core support, and a guaranteed 87% lice-free sleep. That just sounds awful. In my experience, people need a few lice to remind them that they're alive. Nothing like a good rash to focus the mind. Well, I suppose if you want to spend good money on a glorified sack of straws, I suppose you should get one. All the tabletop role-play news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, a.k.a. Morris, or Morris, a.k.a. Russ, and with me this week is... Peter Coffey from the Southampton Guild for All Players. Russ has ever. It is a complete delight to be here. I brought a guest along, Peter. A guest? How exciting. Yeah. Who's right did behind you, you. Watch out. Ah, ah, oh my God. Ah, blue. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our, guest, our guest this week is Mark Greenberg, who is um, coming along from uh, Necromancer Games to talk all about Necropolis Ooh. on Kickstarter. And it is great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. It's definitely a promising name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got we got deserts. We got Gygaxian stuff. We got the whole works. You got it. Woohoo. All righty. So before we before we get started, I just wanted to say very quickly thank yeah. you to someone, our friend Shane Sachs of the Shane oh. Plays. See oh, yeah. on the wall behind me. See that? Uh, there's that a... arrived. That arrived yesterday. It's a Jeff Beasley art print. Oh, which nice. he sent me for my birthday. Obviously, my oh, birthday was a couple of months ago, but um, he had to send it from the US. But yeah, that arrived, and look at that! How gorgeous oh, is that? That is very nice. That's the oh, one yeah. from the uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the second version of the uh, the player's handbook, I think, isn't it? Yeah, second version oh. of the first edition, AD&D. Yeah. That was Dungeon Master's Guide, that one, wasn't it? Oh, I, no, you're right. You're right, Dungeon Master's yeah, Guide. Yeah, yeah. Because, of course, uh, because of course, the people listening can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could call like, it whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we could say, yeah, it's a, it's a, we could say it's like an original Mo- Mozart. That's a piece of music, isn't it? What am I talking about? <laughs> Uh, my Matisse, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. No, it's it's a gorgeous um, Japanese piece. It's the yes. one with the sort of uh, cloaked figure in green holding open the doors on the cover uh, of the yeah. of the first edition Dungeon Matters Guide, and it's been one of my favourites for years. Nice. And I'm so happy to have that. Yeah, good work, Shane. Last one. Yeah, thank you, Shane. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get on with some news, shall we? Yes. So, Avatar. Yes. The last Avatar. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mark, do you, do you know anything about Avatar, The Last Airbender? 
Neither I, do kids. I know. It's I, okay. I, I, if, if you're asking me, of course I I, I, I do. I have kids, or I you know, <laughs> you're older. So, but yes, yeah. and and and, so, I, and and I'm also aware that their that their their Kickstarter has a little bit more money in it than mine, and I'm I'm kind of upset about that. <laughs> it's got more money in it than anybody. <laughs> oh my days! Yeah, <laughs> it has now surpassed five million dollars, and it's still got almost three weeks to go. Yes. Russ has a strange problem where he cannot actually see any animation. Uh, it just like looks like a grey screen with like flickers so on. So I, I did on Thursday night, no, Wednesday night, I sat down and I made myself watch the first episode of Avatar, <laughs> The Last Airbender. <laughs> and um, I think we'll just move on now. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I can say I have, I have now officially watched the Avatar finally. <laughs> Was was that oh. your first time watching Avatar the Airbender? It was my first and I suspect last time oh. watching oh. Avatar the oh. Yeah, I mean Russ is just so grumpy and Avatar is just so cute. <laughs> it's not it's not a good match. <laughs> I mean it, it, I, it, it develops over time an immense sure. emotional depth and it is pretty good. But I it's still sure. a programme for children, which you can enjoy if you're not a child, so yeah. you still have that childlike spirit. So. Yeah, well, anyway, anyway, I've now watched an episode of it. But anyway, going back to the Kickstarter, which is important. Sorry, I remember the first episode. Five million dollars. Yeah. So it's it's doing twice yeah. as well so far as the previous record holder, mm. which was Matt Colville yes. with his Strongholds and Streaming, which did like <clears throat> 2.1, 2.3 million yeah. dollars. I can't remember what it was exactly. But it may have a big pile of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so far, this is this has doubled that, and it's still got three weeks to go. Goodness. I mean... I, I don't even. I can't. I can't even call this because you know normally Kickstarters have this sort of very pronounced U-shaped mm. Um, mm. pattern, yeah. and the middle is really flat, and not an awful lot happens. But first, week they're still goes doing crazy. two to three. They're still doing two to three hundred thousand dollars per day. Wow! It's astonishing. I mean, they, they definitely haven't heard of flattening the curve, have they? <laughs> you, do, you do have to sort of wonder, is it too like, jokes. Yeah, probably. Right. You, you, you do have to sort of wonder who's like discovering it now. You know, it's like, no, oh, I didn't know it was out there, but mm. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh, I guess it's great for them. I hope they do something good with the money and don't just like abscond to the Bahamas with it. <laughs> not that I, not that I have any knowledge they do that. So, yeah, well, with that sort of money, you literally could do that. But no, I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I mean, I, I, I imagine they're having stretch goal issues. Yeah. I haven't checked, but they must be thinking, oh my god. We've whipped through all the stretch goals. What more can we think of to add on to this? Uh, you, you know, stretch goals are where Kickstarters fail. So yeah, hopefully, you've got to be so hopefully, yeah. and I, I am I'm not a backer. I have to admit, uh, I haven't looked at it, but um, you got to be careful with those stretch goals. You can really get mm-hmm. killed with a Kickstarter if you do more than you expect. Although yes. with five million bucks plus, I guess you got a lot of room to play, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it, Peter. Um, I really like the setting. Um, very much enjoyed it. I'm not a big fan of the Powered by the Apocalypse system. Right. Uh, just, just from like, yeah, it's a personal, uh, thing. I just, like, I, I, I think they're very good games. I can completely see why people enjoy them and where they are. They're just not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, I've got a couple of bits of news here. The, uh, I don't really RPG news, but they're D&D. I'm not even sure. <laughs> Let's do them really quickly. So, um, one, one, of, one of them is about plushy toys, D&D plushy toys. Uh, I'm so excited. Tell me more. Um, yeah, so that we've got like a pink 
They're like seven inches or so, and there's like this pink beholder, and there's this mimic, and there's a displacer beast, and there's a blue owlbear. There's a seven-inch pink beholder on sale. Yes. Yes, there is. How, how have I not heard about this before? How um, has my life not been complete this way? I'm sure. Well, there you go. Oh. You can pick one up for $15. They'll be available in September. There you go. Buy yourself a cute pink boulder beetle. Or a nice blue owl bear. Yeah. Or a blue bear owl, yes. Just yeah. just something to put on your shelf. Yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. But if that's not enough for you, you can also <sighs> pick up D&D Nerf guns. <sighs> D&D Nerf guns, you say? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, can what you... makes them Nerf guns? Do do like little darts have D twenties on their heads? Uh, well, they're kind of like dragony shaped. <laughs> I guess they've got like scales and Russ, fire. I demand to see a picture. I demand it. Can, can, can you use them to shoot the plushies with? I guess that's the question. Is that the oh, idea? That, now that's a good. Oh. That's, a, that's, a, that's what you want to use them for. Line the plushies up uh, on a shelf. Uh. Yeah. And then blat them with your Dungeons and Dragons Nerf gun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You could actually use it in a game and say, "Okay, you think you think you hit the uh, the owl bear with 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 your crossbow? Give it a try. How far are you? <laughs> oh, fifty yards. All right, let's do this outside. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's called larping rather than tabletop. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you've got a Nerf gun that will shoot fifty yards, then like maybe well, you that's need a really to good Nerf your, gun. Yeah, well, it's a really powerful Nerf gun. You have to watch out. Take your eye with that thing. Yards. Mm. Wow, that's 50 yeah. meters for those listening along in metric. Yeah, sorry um, about that. appreciate the <laughs> sheer distance involved. All right. Apologies yeah. for using the Imperial uh, system. <laughs> well, it's 150 feet, which is, um, oh, that must be a good 10, yard, 10 rods. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 10 rods to your hog's father or something. I don't know how that works. <laughs> so, Moving do we on. have a... Do we have any Fallout fans here? Uh, no, yeah, no sure. Why not? Yeah, sure. I've not? heard okay. of it. It's interesting. I know a lot of people who really like it. Okay. So, Modi, if this is Fallout RPG. Yes. They have just released yes. the PDF version of that game. Ooh. So, you can go and pick that up now. Very nice. So, yes. it uses their 2D20 system, mm. as most of their stuff does. It's yes. like 440 pages. Pretty big. That is a tanky system. Yeah, yeah, it's not a small. It's not a small game. Um, oh. Includes an eighteen-page introductory adventure called "With a Bang or a Whimper," mm-hmm. and um, it's, there's a game master's toolkit coming as well with a load of components of counters and maps and stuff. Well, I can think of at least one listener who's told me all about the Fallout game they're running, and they'll be very excited. Okay, well, yeah. they can now pick up the PDF right now. Well, not physically. It's very hard to pick up PDFs, but yeah, you, know, you could you could buy one. So yeah, that works. Well, <laughs> you need so. a special you need a special PDF catcher to pick one up. Oh, I can get one of those. Is there a Kickstarter? <laughs> yes. Oh, can I get a yeah. Dungeons and Dragons themed PDF picker upper? Yeah, uh, almost certainly. Almost certainly. <laughs> uh, right, what else? We, what else? What else do we have in the news? We've got some um, critical role monster miniature sets coming Ooh. from Whiskits. Nice. They do um, pretty models. Um, yeah, so these are Monsters of Tal'Dorei Set 1 and Monsters of Tal'Dorei Set 2 mm-hmm. coming out in November. Um, they're full painted, like, premium miniatures. They're, like, $60, $60 for each set. Mm-hmm. And Set 1, you get a Deep Keeper, a Cinder Slag Elemental, mm-hmm. Cobalt Golem, a Magma Landshark, 
a Miscat Gorgon, a Platinum Golem, and a Vossicris Serpent Folk. And a Vossicris Serpent Folk Ghost. Okay, right. It's, that's one of those words with like an apostrophe in the middle of it as well, between two S's. How about you, Mark? You, 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 sp- you spend a good four hours a week listening to Critical Role? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> although, although I do think Matt Mercer is a uh, is an awesome DM. Personally, mm. I would love yeah. I'd love to play with that guy at some point. Although my problem is I cannot do a voice. You know, I I, I, I do I don't do accents. I don't do voices. Mm. I don't either. I can't uh, do it, it really puts a. Uh, you know, in some ways, it it, it, it puts a, a level of expectation, I think, for some people that just you, you, mm. you can't reach that. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, but, but he's fun to watch, and he seems he seems like a really great guy. I've 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 mm. seen him like at, at conventions. I've never really talked to him, but um, mm. you know, I, I think I own the the world book uh, for yeah. his mm. world when it came out. I'm not sure I've ever opened it to be. Uh, right. But that would be the case yeah. for the vast majority of gaming stuff I own. Mm. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I've got an awful lot of stuff I've never played. Yeah. Shells and shells of stuff I've never played. Yeah. But, um, yeah, with, uh, with, with, with Critical Role, because it's four hours, it is kind of harder to find the, the time in the week to, to listen to the yeah. entire thing. There, there, was yeah. a while, like, there was a while that they, they, they did, I forget, there was a short series they did where they were like half hour, 45 minute mm. episodes. And those actually, mm. I, I was I actually did watch those and could digest them. I just, you know, just to, mm. to sit and, and watch somebody else play a game for, for two, three, four hours is, mm. I don't know, it's just, it just not me. But obviously other people mm. enjoy it and it's brought oh, a lot God, of popularity. Yeah. Most, most so, yeah. fair, fair play to him, really. God bless yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, Last week we had uh, Mysteries of the Moor Land, uh, Josh Gentry, and his podcasts are 40, 45 minutes, and each one to date is ending on a hip cliffhanger, which mm. I have to say Ooh. is a tried and true literary tactic, and I'm yeah. enjoying it very much. <laughs> yeah. I, remember, I do find the audio format so a much easier way to digest actual plays. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't have to sit there and watch it for four right. hours. You can yeah. walk your dog, or you can do, do whatever else you want to do, and it Pay can things. kind of be background mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So yes. you don't have to carve out all that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. that's good. Anyway, so, hey, so it's uh, Delta Green's 25th anniversary. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. And to celebrate this, they have released a new edition mm. of the role-playing game. Oh, okay. So if you want to experience some 1990s horror role-playing, Ooh. but kind of updated to a, a more modern era, because um, basically it's a, a Call of Cthulhu setting. Yes. Um, um, the American uh, government agency for dealing with things that go bump in the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah secret organization and yeah. Um, yeah, and conspiracy and horror and stuff like that. Um, X Filesy, I have the idea, but they also had like a setting in Vietnam as well. I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so there's a Kickstarter campaign for it. Yes, it's going to be running until well, it's got almost a month to go. Yeah, actually, it's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mid 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 September, and it's doing really really, really well. It's done nearly two hundred thousand dollars of its thirty thousand dollar goal. Ooh, so, nice. if you if you want a, a nice twenty fifth anniversary edition of Delta Green, you can pick that up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Would you like a D and D annual? D and D annual twenty twenty two. A D and D annual. Yes. Well, for me, annuals would be like collections of comic strips and magazines. Yes. Yeah. Are there comic strips and magazines officially well, produced by? 
Well, Where's so the- you get, a, there's two things. There's a calendar, 2022 calendar and a 2022 annual. Yes. I'm just looking at it right now to see what the content of it actually is. It's got like behind the scenes interviews with podcasters and streamers, um, write-ups of the latest campaign settings, trips and legendary locations, information on monsters. So it's kind of a eclectic kind of hodgepodge okay. of different. Doesn't doesn't an material. annual usually come out after the year is over and like talk about what happened during the year? This is sort of I don't know. That seems odd. Yeah, I think so. This sounds I mean, like this is this is this sounds like this is sort of like a package of stuff that you can buy for the coming year. I guess. Yeah. 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 So that should be but the twenty twenty one annual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a 2021 almanac. There we go. Yeah. Well, it's um it's available. <laughs> that's helped them out with naming their products after they've been released. <laughs> well, it's available for. Well, it's, no, it does say take a look back at the last 12 months of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm looking at the uh, um, Amazon version right. now for it, where you can pre-order it. Right. Um, yeah. So it is a look back at the last 12 months, but it's the 2022 annual. Okay, so so, so it comes it, out in 2022, or maybe at the end of 2021, and it looks back. Yeah, at I guess it comes out. I guess it comes out at the beginning of uh, no, because it comes out September the thirtieth, twenty twenty one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. So, so what exactly? What exactly is twenty twenty two ish about it, other than the calendar? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Is it I'm... sort of a pre annual? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is all the things that we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm slightly confused. I, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's actually a twenty twenty one annual, but they've got twenty twenty two written all over it, so I don't know. Right. Why am I trying to answer this question? I don't know the answer. Okay. All I can tell you is what it says. They've released some stuff. I'm sure so, they had. Mm, I'm sure they nice. had sophisticated marketing people analyze this, and this this so. was the best choice. I think this is a license thing as well. I don't yeah. think Wizards are releasing that directly themselves. Uh, fair enough. Also, said we probably shouldn't put out a book with 2020 on the cover has a reference for a year because that's not going to go over well, is it? <laughs> no. It wasn't the best year. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, we we know that in hindsight because you know what they say: hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm. Okay, yeah. hey, okay. So I got I got some free stuff that you can download. <gasps> free stuff. Some free stuff you can have. That's so my. You can't price. have it, Peter. You're not allowed it, but everyone else can have free stuff. Okay. What's free uh, stuff? First free stuff is a free Doctor Who adventure called Doctor Who and the Einstein Engine. Nice. So this is for Doctor Who Second Edition, but it's mm-hmm. also compatible with Doctor Who First Edition. Twenty-two pages, mm-hmm. totally free. Uh, you can download it right now, and yep. yeah, uh, go, go do that. I guess. Yeah, well, it's designed fun. to get GMs started with the new edition. Ah, nice. Streamlined for fast play. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's have a look. So it says a simple trick to the strip to the Australian outback in 1988 to take in the sights of a spectacular solar eclipse leads to a horrific discovery. The race is on for a globe-spanning adventure where the fate of the entire universe is threatened. Oh, goodness! So DMs of a certain age will be singing the neighbors' theme tune almost on demand. Why yes. not? <laughs> or, or home and away if you prefer ITV to BBC. <laughs> As you wish. <laughs> yes. Nobody, nobody who isn't in their forties and in the UK understands what we're talking about. <laughs> Except, of course, for our dedicated uh, Anglophiles, and we appreciate your good work. Anyway, <laughs> we, we should probably move on before Mark's eyes completely glaze over and he falls back in his chair. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love Doctor Who. It just the, the the description of that basically is every single episode. The fate of the, well, yes, the fate yeah. of the universe is at stake. The fate of the universe is at stake. That's every episode. It's not yeah. a big surprise. That's it's a big universe. There's a lot of things going wrong. Yeah. 
So would you like to know what the other free thing you can have is? Uh, oh, yes, there's more than one. Fantastic. That is a quick start for mm. Pelgrane Press's 13th Age. Yeah. So well, 13th Age was released in 2013. Yes. And they have now released a quick start for it, which you can download for free. It's Only 19 years pages. Later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's 19 pages. Um, it doesn't actually contain an adventure. It's kind mm. of a... From what I, I had a quick look through it, and it's kind of like we assume you know how to play D and D. So here's right. 19 pages of changes to D and D that you need to know. Like, I mean, so it introduces like the backgrounds. It introduces the one unique thing, mm-hmm. and there's like a brief introduction to montages and combat yeah. and things like that. I yeah, I uh, I mean the thing is, if you already know how to play D and D, then you'll really like playing 13th Age. And if you don't, then you'll be like. This book is assuming a lot of things. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. I think you, but, you do yeah. need to know how to play DNA. Yeah. And it doesn't include an adventure either. So they do recommend like mm. uh, an adventure called Crown of Axes, which mm. is not free. It's four ninety five from their website. Oh, that's a choice. Last time I checked, yeah. Belgrain Press had the option of they had um, organised play and you could basically download a bunch of adventures to run through well, they do. Uh, they do have way. a resources page with a whole oh. load of free adventures on there. Okay, but I haven't looked at any of them, so I assume you can use any of those with this too, and pre-generated characters as well. Yeah, so yeah. I assume you can. I mean, very, very little is to go wrong. It's very satisfyingly modular design and quick to improvise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they've also they've got a humble bundle going on right now, mm. which is kind of mm. like three hundred dollars worth of thirty-page material for about twenty or thirty dollars. That's a they're getting a very good price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Corbels, Avengers, some maps, some supplements, loads and loads of that. There's like 30 Ooh. or 40 um, PDFs you get for that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right. That, that does sound uh, good. have just acquired Dark and Twisted Paths, Dark Alleys mm-hmm. and Dis- Twisted Paths, which is a 30-page supplement. So I'm actually getting to play that this Sunday, which I am mm-hmm. so excited about because uh, I haven't played that in years. Mm, I like 13th Age. Good game. And and Humble Bundles are great opportunities Mm. to pick up a lot of stuff for usually very little and and support good causes too. So I don't don't know know what the cause is for theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's usually a charity behind that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a certain percentage, I think, goes to charity. That's how that works. Um, So that's that's the free stuff you can have. Anyway, do you remember we were talking about Warduke a while back? Oh, yes, that um, toy that was in the D&D cartoons that has a helmet that looks just like the ones you get from Baldur's Gate. Yes, yeah. yeah. And he has a, a one-legged blue trouser. <laughs> I always thought it was an interesting fashion choice. But but he goes with it and he rocks it and he owns it and it looks amazing. But anyway... Okay, then. <laughs> well, we now, we now have a look at his um, fifth edition interpretation. Art for it, not the uh, not the stats. Not the stats. I'm gonna not the stats, but some art. So I'm gonna stick this art in the chat here, so you can see it. So it's not quite as um, cartoony as as previous iterations of War Duke have been. And he's now left-handed and has a flaming sword. He is as well. Huh. How about that? Uh, and he appears to be going for, I think, the war kilt or skirt, as it's sometimes known. What is going on with his? Why is it? Why has his forward leg got no... Oh, sorry. He's just got like a an armoured 
a set of greaves and uh, fire protection on his back leg, on his front leg. Yeah, well, if you if you Google Wardu, you can just look at all the yeah. pictures from the yeah. uh, 80s. Basically, he yeah. has blue stuff on one leg and nothing on the other, yes. and always has done. It looks really weird. It's like what, he's got stuff on one leg and not the other, and it's just what he looks I, like. I, I suppose it's that bare leg which is iconic rather than the batwing helmet or something. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I he, guess. He, he does appear to be wearing greaves of some form on his left leg. But mm, not yes. on his right leg, which is the forward leg to his yes. enemy. Yes, right. that's, that's, isn't, that uh, that's, of, isn't that sort of opposite what it should be? Right. Me, like, ideally, you want greaves on both legs. But if you're right. gonna do that sort of style, then yeah, you want your <laughs> you want the you want the leg that's most likely to be stabbed <laughs> to not get stabbed. I mean, I don't know. He's a scary looking guy. I'm not quite sure what's fifth edition about him though. Well, here we go. This is what this is what um well, it's in the wild beyond to... witch light, so I guess. There you go. That is this is a, a fan version of it, but he basically does look exactly like that. So if you see like on the on the older pictures of him, basically he has got stuff on his left leg and not his right leg. Well he just looks a bit like he man okay. in that picture with like yeah, he does a little half bit, of him yeah. changed over. Like if you get rid of the right leg and the head, then that's largely He-Man. Pretty really much He-Man, yeah. 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 I also Very like strange. the way he seems to have hanging from maybe a belt or something a bunch of coins. So in the offhand chance mm. he needs to buy something, he can just reach down, grab a <laughs> coin, and he doesn't, he doesn't where, need where, a separate coin purse. Where else oh, are you yes. going to put coins in that outfit? <laughs> Not a lot of pockets going on Not there. Not a lot of pockets. I mean, and, and it's just so much more manly to just... Rip mm. coins off of your clothing and throw it at people. <laughs> yeah. well, that's that's, that's, like, that's why you like got the, the sword. Yeah. Um, I like the mismatched boots as well. <laughs> it's like he's put on two two wrong socks in the morning. I, I I don't know if the boots are necessarily mismatched. It's just one of them's hidden away in one of those armored grieve things. <laughs> yes, I think. And, I, and again. Really, he wants steel toe caps because otherwise it's just like, like, oh, okay, boots, eh? Stab. Yeah. And then you're like hopping around going, my toes, my toes. I wish I had more toes. I, I would, I would still note that, that, uh, the artist who did this is, did a really pretty cool job. Nevertheless, oh, notwithstanding yeah. all the mockery and, oh, uh, yeah. so much more talent than I have. I'm, I'm a stick figure oh, yeah. kind of guy when it comes to drawing. So this is, uh, it's, it's, it's still pretty cool looking. Oh. No, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I am not knocking the artist for a little bit. I can't, I can't, I can't do art to save my life. I, I really envy and admire mm. people that can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is like some of you don't look below the waist. It's a uh, generally quite intimidating looking uh, figure. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's, that's pretty good. That's kind of good general life advice, really, isn't it? Isn't it's it? Flashing his knee at me. I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah. Source. Oh, sorry. Hey, um, <laughs> so you know, Stranger Things. I've heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> as has. So I, I've actually seen something. Huzzah! We've actually seen some. All of us I, have actually I, seen all these pop culture things. So that, I hey. understand that reference, he says. <laughs> uh, I got that, yeah. <laughs> so, they, there's a trailer for that that came out about a week ago. And in that, there's a brief glimpse of a D&D game. Very, very brief. So, I took a quick screen grab of the D&D game, and it is literally two seconds. Yeah. So I took a quick screen grab of that, and there's the picture there, look. Basically, you can see what looks like some kind of battle map. I think yeah. it's like one of, one of those Chessex battle maps, but mm. I'm not sure. When did they? Were they around in the 80s? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, to be fair, it could just be graph paper. But, I suppose. Or yeah, yeah. well, maybe they just like, like grabbed the Chessex battle map and said, yeah, yeah whatever, just go over it. 
Yeah, but they've got some miniatures there. They've got three dice flying through the air. We've yes. got a D8, a D10, and a D6. I'm not sure mm. what role that would be, but... Uh, Damage for a special magic item. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, oh, the the, uh, the the biggest failing that I can see is is the uh, the dice are, are well too well formed for that era. They they, they should be much <laughs> much. I mean, the edges should be smashed in, and it should look as if somebody had had chewed on the dice for half an hour. These look like they have never been touched. They they do look rather nice. Are they supposed to be wood or metal? Actually. Well, the dice. Yeah, nobody was making metal dice back then that I'm aware of. Ah, Were they making wooden ones? What's all this in the background as well? It looks like something's broken and scattered across the. uh... Uh, I I guess that's just like they've been not very careful with their snacks or something. Maybe they're just throwing the dice too hard. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why they need to put down a tablecloth with some uh, lines on. Yeah, like a bit. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were throwing the they threw the metal dice at a mini and smashed the mini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bowling no, bowling with your with with your dice. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that means strange. The new series of Stranger Things is going to have some D and D in it, which is a good thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, and I think I think David Harbour has done some charity online games too i think mm. has he oh, yeah he? Nice. Now, i i don't know if he's like was a regular player beforehand or if he just mm. agreed to do it but but mm. i know he has done some of the some of the charity games online mm. well there's uh, a, a lot of a lot of celebrities are now these days though, aren't they yeah. well i mean that's it's quite fun isn't it yeah right i think we may have finished the news <sighs> and this is if you can think of any news that i've missed Oh, um, there is one thing that springs to mind. Okay. Well, um, something that came across my radar was, perhaps you gentlemen will recall, XDM, Extreme Dungeon Mastery. Yep, that's uh, that's, Mm. uh, Tracy Hickman. That's right, and it's uh, getting a second edition. Uh, They've released a Kickstarter. It's probably been going for about three weeks now. And the reason it's come across my uh, field of vision is because Howard Taylor, the chap who did the Slocked Mercenary cartoon, which is an absolute gargantuan behemoth of a web cartoon, which has a lot of military science fiction humour in, uh, is doing the illustrations. He's also other people may know him better from things like Munchkin, where he was the artist okay, so on you that. Wanna quickly explain what it is. What's, what's... It's a guide to extreme dungeon mastery. It's how to make your Dungeons more extreme and excellent, and other words beginning with X. It's what, is, what, is ex- what does extreme mean in this context? <laughs> it doesn't you mean, mean more dangerous. I think the idea is you make your game better. So right. this was uh, one of those games. Manu- I mean, if you, are you have you seen the first edition? I, I guess not. not. No. Yeah, I mean, Mark, yeah, do you I, remember? I from- I own the first edition, and I I, I got uh, I got them to sign it too. I picked it up at Gen Con. Tracy. Um, Used to at Gen Con run something called Hickman's Killer Breakfast. I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you have ever experienced this. They would fill an not. entire ballroom, and mm-hmm. uh, you'd be broken into two groups depending on what you wanted. You could either you could either watch or you could play. Mm-hmm. And what would basically happen was Tracy would bring up uh, about eight people at a time to sit on the stage with him. And run through as basically an improv adventure 
um, mm. where Tracy would let people be funny for a few minutes and then he'd kill everybody at the table and then everybody would go <laughs> sit down and then another eight people would come up and play. It was, it was <laughs> actually one of the highlights of Gen Con for me. Uh, okay. And so, and, 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 and Tracy is not shy and he would always remind people of the booth he was at, at in the uh, dealer hall and that uh -huh. you could buy XDM. Um, and uh, I think some of the principles in XDM actually sort of come from how he runs the uh, uh, or ran the, the killer breakfast. But as they pointed mm. out, mm. there is no breakfast at Hickman's killer breakfast. So eat beforehand. Right, right. Well, there you go. So um that is clearly all news to me cool story though and i'm definitely liking the art because the artist i'm quite fond of so there you go yeah he's great yeah yes oh there's another little bit of news here uh, i was just checking daryl's column um there's some battle tech rpg news oh tell me more. there's a new setting book mm -hmm. ill clan mm -hmm. which updates the timeline with the events of the battle of terror more terror as in T E W R A, not, yes. not, not scary terror, Earth terror. <sighs> yes, Russ. Thank you for clarifying. It was yeah. I, thought, I, I thought I thought I'd better clarify there. Um, what else is there? There's um, we mentioned Modifius's um, tricorder box set last week, oh. which I still want. It's I really, really want that. As soon as as soon as mm. that is available to buy, I'm nice. getting that. Oh, I, I just fear the price. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, going to be like 200 at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to hurt, but I'm still going to do it. I know I am, because I can't not have that in my life. So pretty. So shiny. It is. It is. <laughs> I, uh, I see. I now remember mm. when we had Chris Birch on the show, mm. he mentioned that as an idea oh. that he kind of wanted to do. Okay. Uh, but... This was what a year ago he came on the show. I can't remember when it was he came on the show, and he mentioned that as an idea of something he wanted to do. And well, now they're doing it. And we, so. we, we told him it would be really cool. And yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, at that point, you're morally obligated to buy it, Russell. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I will be buying it. There's no, there's no doubt I'll be buying that. Looks, looks, it looks very cool, and it's, it's and, 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 and it is a great tie-in and idea. Um, those <laughs> things are hard to pull off, right? So I. Mm. I know. Knock on wood, they, yeah, they yeah. pulled this yeah. off. No, no, I hate it. I hate to think what it's going to cost. It's going to be, mm. it's going to be painful. Yes. I think, I think I'm going to have to, you know, sell my dog or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hudson. <laughs> you want a tricorder. <laughs> Man's best friend until a tricorder game shows up. Apparently so. Apparently so. Yeah. Right. One thing I'm not going to do is let Hudson near the tricorder game. Well, that, that, that's probably one of the more sensible things you've said today. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, oh, finally, my, my own Kickstarter is, uh, is, is currently running over oh. the next hill two, six more <sighs> plugin locations for your D and D first edition game. Yeah. Previously that, published in Insider magazine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> uh, and that's running for about another 10 days. Ah, oh, jolly, jolly. And it's my last mini quick starter before level up. So. <sighs> Yeah. Well, then, 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 well. then it gets tense after that. Oh, yeah. Then it gets exciting. Yeah. 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 But we yeah. won't, we won't bore the listeners with that because I imagine in the weeks coming up to level up and the weeks while it's on, I'll be talking about little else. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them, I will give them a reprieve for now. I, I might talk about some of the games I'm running in it. You never know your luck. <laughs> 
It's time to play our favorite game. It's time to play the game. Our favorite game in all the world. Guess the Kickstarter from just the name. Right. Shall we now, yes. I think we've finished the news, play our favorite game in all the world, the game where I read out the name of a Kickstarter and you try and guess what it is from just the name. Ooh, we, could. <laughs> or we could. Or we could not. I'd say we did. <laughs> yes, but the listeners will know whether we did. <laughs> you can't. Are you going to try and convince the listeners? listeners? <laughs> They're waiting for this. That's all they tune in for. They've been sitting well, here right. listening, listening to the news for like for like forty minutes, saying, "When are we going to get to the game?" Some people do write in and tell us how much they hate the fact that we waste their time telling them about RPG news, and we kind of point out it's an RPG news podcast. Maybe listen to a different one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is sort of in the name of the show. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. Oh well, but, but well, I, mean, I was watching the ten o'clock news last night, and it just kept on going on about the news. I, I mean, we can hardly expect people to pay attention to what things are literally called in order <laughs> to get the better name. Anyway, yeah. anyway. I suppose anyway. we probably should play the game then. Okay. Just to so, continue the moral education of the populace. Would you like to go first, Peter? Oh, go on then. Okay, we won't do Avatar Legends because I suspect you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect that everybody knows what Avatar Legends is. Yes. Even the people who do not watch Avatar know what it is. <laughs> so... I, so, instead, I'm going to give you Carbon Grey. Carbon Grey. Carbon Grey. Mm, that sounds exciting. I am taking away science fiction. Um, I'm going to throw in maybe a touch of cyberpunk on there as well. Um, possibly because I'm thinking of Richard Morgan's Altered Carbon, which has since been made into a series or two. Mm. Uh so I guess it's got maybe elements of transhumanism in there, potentially. Uh, now, the big question, the million dollar question is, is it for fifth edition? Uh, I think, yeah, why not? I, ha- I, haven't se- I haven't seen a conversion for a cyberpunk version of fifth edition, as far as I can remember, for a while. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, transhumanism, so saying, cyberpunk, fifth edition. So you're edition. saying this, this is fifth edition cyberpunk? Yeah. Okay. You are wrong. You are completely wrong. Peter. Really? Oh, excellent. it does have the word punk in it, though. It's diesel punk. Oh, set in the nineteen tens, diesel Ooh. punk. Yes, and it's powered by. This is the interesting bit. Yeah. West End Games's classic D six system. Oh, the one that powered Star Wars back in the day. Yeah, that's one of your personal favourites. As a D six. Well, my well, my personal favourite was the Ghostbusters um, version, which was the yeah. precursor to the D six system. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. it was like the proto. It's like a proto D six system. But, the uh, um, D six system. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so this is the this is powered by West End Games' actual D six system, the Star Wars yeah. proper full fledged thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's diesel punk. It's uh, set in a war torn diesel punk nineteen tens. The world is in flames. The Great War ravages the countryside of Middle Middle Europa. Yes. Leaving disease and destruction in its wake. So, if you want to play, yeah, if you want to play World War One diesel punk, Western Games D six. This is this is the game for you. Available now. Well, there we go. That is exciting. Carbon grey, fantastic. Yeah, Uh, it's it's fully funded. Uh, It is by Magnetic Press Play, Mm -hmm. and you can pick up Mm -hmm. PDF. This is interesting. Okay. Yes. 
No, so you can pick up a PDF of the Carbon Grey comic series Omnibus for $15. Oh. So it's a comic book. Oh. And if you pay $30, you get that and you get the RPG. Huh. Ah, that sounds interesting. Yeah. And then if you want it in hardcover, you're looking at $40. Oh, wow. Like, I just um, did a quick Google of Carbon Grey. I got to say, Mm. these covers. Oh, wow. Oh, it's very, very pretty. It, very it, it's pretty. sort of gorgeous. It's got sort of that soft focus realism. It's got um, dice. It's got cards. It's yes. got two-sided maps. It's got plastic miniatures. It's got punch-out tokens. It's, it's, it's a whole load of stuff there. That that actually sounds quite good. I'm, I, I, I fear I may have to get that one, <laughs> if only for the comic books. <laughs> well, you have you have three weeks to go in order to get that. Right. Oh, wow. Have they funded? Last question. Yes. Yeah, they have. Marvellous. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, you got that completely wrong, Peter. I'm I did. You minus, minus a thousand points for that. Sorry. Yeah, seems fair. <laughs> <laughs> so. It, 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 it's a good thing you didn't give that one to me. I was going to suggest it was like a pack of character sheet carbon paper. So. Probably uh, a good guess. Uh, I mean, it's not a bad, not a bad shout. Carbon paper. I'm trying to remember the last time I saw carbon paper. Do yeah. people still use carbon paper? Not that I'm aware of. Is that still a thing? Oh, Not crikey. that I'm aware um, of. Possibly uh. in a government office somewhere. Oh, yes. or on those um, little receipt things that you can have written out so you get a copy of the receipt when you're writing it out for people. I've yeah, seen it I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. do not know. Anyway, so, so Mark, your turn. Yes. Okay, then. Are you ready? You I see how know. easy it is. I'm, I'm going to try, but... Little, you can do this, I believe. Little yeah. fright here. Don't worry. You so got what it. is Verdant Isles? And by Isles, I mean Isles as in islands, not not as in lanes in a supermarket. Isles. All right. I'm I, I'm going to guess that this is a role playing campaign supplement, so sort of like a, a campaign area. And I'm going to go with the South Pacific. So the question is, what era? I'm going to guess in the era of like exploration like the like like during the uh, the time of 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 uh of of, of cook's ex, uh, exploration of uh of um uh hawaii and that kind of thing so that's that's my guess it's 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 some sort of supplement for south pacific role-playing mm-hmm. a system or, or, or a, a, a campaign, you know, environment. For 5th edition, of course. Oh, for 5th edition. edition. Okay. By definition, it has to be so. for 5th edition. Or, 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 or Call of Cthulhu, one or the other. You could take your pick. Well, well, you I mean, you kind of have to pick one, though, Mark. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can't Get off that fence, man. <laughs> uh, the, the only way to tell would be if, if, if it was disturbing artwork, then it's Call of Cthulhu. If it's happy artwork, then it's obvious. I'll go with 5th edition because everything is 5th edition. We know that. So, yes, it is 5th edition. Oh, well, there we go. Hey. <laughs> it is 5th edition. Yeah. That is, unfortunately, the only thing you've got right there. So I'll give you one point for guessing that it's 5th edition. <laughs> so, Still leading so 1,001 at this let me, point. Let, so, let, yeah. me just, let me just describe <laughs> the cover image of this thing. So yes. it's got a group of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 anthropomorphic animals sitting oh. around a table with a tablecloth on it in a woodland clearing having afternoon tea. So let me just set the tone okay. for you there. So I'm getting very much a um, I mean, oh, the, the, it's like a wind in the willows. Yeah, yeah. So they call it a heartwarming new tabletop role-playing game. 
Right, when did the Willows RPG, yeah? <laughs> yeah sort of. They call it Verdant Isles uh, Tea Time Adventures. Explore the town of Oakenbend and help the townsfolk solve pot-stirring <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> so sort of Midsummer's Murders <laughs> I guess. meets Wind in the Willows. Okay, I'm listening. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know that it will be murders so much. I think it might Ooh. be a little more, a little, a little less gruesome than that. Sounds, I mean. sounds, sounds a little bit like adventuring in the world of Winnie the Pooh or something. Yeah, yeah. that sort of, that sort of. Uh, only, feel to only it, presumably yeah. where like Eeyore can cast Fireball or something. Mm. Uh, I mean, can we go with Eeyore? Can we go with uh, Ratty Mole and Badger? That's what we want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Yeah, this is it's interesting actually. So this has got a lot of accessories that go with it as well. They uh, they call the various different pledge tiers like tea sets, tea time adventures, D and D fifth edition <laughs> compatible. Um, it encourages the system include encourages conflict resolution and empathy over combat. So. I mean, I'm not, not at the idea, which is actually a really nice idea and a very cool one for RPGs. But why are we using fifth edition for this? I, I mean, because fifth edition is popular, I guess. I guess yes. same reason most people use fifth edition. Okay. So the hardcover <laughs> hardcover rulebook is 200 pages. Yep. So they've got some RPG. They've got some special dice sets, posters, GM screen. Wow. They've got uh, tokens, player maps, cards. Um, looking at the pictures here, they also appear to have teapots and teacups. I'm not sure whether no. that's actually part of the set. I think maybe it is. I'm not sure. Let me uh, let me give you a link and you can decide. Damn, oh, wow. Yeah. That's just artistic license or whether they are actually in the game. I would strongly suggest not including actual teacups. Trying to pack that in a Kickstarter box is not going to go well. It's going to be awkward, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Plus, plus, plus you can't use media mail then. <laughs> yeah anyway anyway that's that one I'm not sure where the aisles are there but that's okay i can live with it yeah it looks fun it looks fun yeah. it is it is funded it's got two three weeks left to go it looks like you know if you want a bit of sort of heartwarming friendly cozy kind of fun that's that's the game for you it's good for kids as well nothing wrong with that, that. yeah Right then, so so uh, currently, Mark, you are winning one point to Peter's minus one thousand. Seems like Peter, seems like seems, seems like 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 the fix might be in here, but that's okay. We'll go with it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I still think there's everything to play for, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if you can turn this around, shall we? Shall we, Peter? I'll give it a go. What is the death race? Hmm. Well, obviously, there's part of me that wants to insist it's a supplement for fifth edition introducing a entire um heritage of grim reapers to your game of Dungeons and dragons <laughs> but i don't think that's actually what the answer yes. is i you think don't think it's a race of death okay <laughs> race of deaths yeah. deaths <laughs> like yeah maybe some of them are very small and go squeak as the death of rats might do but that's just my pratchettian influences speaking yes yes so, less, less about terry pratchett I think there should be more about Terry Pratchett. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but we digress. On with it. On with it. Very well. So Death Race is, to me, clearly a uh, racing game. Uh, so it has a role-playing game, which is quite interesting. Um, I'm thinking the idea is that you are uh, probably going across some sort of vast and hostile unpleasantness from one city to another. 
in your trusty tanker slash jalopy slash whatever, uh, fighting off the various inhabitants of the so-called Batlands in between uh, in the best Mad Max-esque styles. Uh, I'm hoping for flames and explosions, etc., with the opportunity to make friendships along the way. Uh, I feel this would be quite well served by maybe a storytelling aspect, um, but it's probably going to be running 5th edition. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm hoping for um, lots of spiky haircuts. Hmm. Okay, so what this is, is an OSR rule set and setting Mm. for allowing two parties in your game to challenge each other to a deadly race. Huh. Okay. So it's compatible with Mork Borg, which a lot of stuff is these days. I, I am noticing Mork Borg coming up on these Kickstarters a lot. Well, they've got this third party license, and a lot of mm. people are using that license to make stuff. Like Phil mm. Reed is doing tons and tons of Mork Borg stuff. Nah. But every week there's a Mork Borg thing. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, in the middle of Sarkash Forest, the barbarian tribes of orcs and goblins. <laughs> have erected a votive altar to evil and destruction, the death race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of player versus player session, mm-hmm. c- competitive, kind of brutal um, thing where you just get to run and fight and have a, have a death race in an OSR-style so game. So you run and fight. You can run and fight, yes. Or you can run or fight, or you can... I assume you have to run, otherwise there's not much of a race, is it? No, no. I, I was hoping for like more murderous obstacles and so forth. Mm. Yeah. But it's got it's got like special running gear. You can like oh. buy boots and things. Well, to help I you mean, run. <laughs> and there's specific monsters and places like the Juggernaut Ape and the Conqueror Worm and other enemies along the race. Huh. Well, fair enough. Oh, I mean, it's a good name for it. Uh, I didn't get it, but that doesn't mean it's a bad name. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Well done. Yeah. yeah, and it's got that kind of more Borg aesthetic, you know, that kind of like uh, yellow and black yeah. and striking art and stuff like that. So it's funded. It's got four days to go. So if you listen to this and this sounds like something you'd like, you have to get it pretty quick. So hurry up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that. Um, so, Peter, I will give you 1,001 points out of a million for that guess. Oh, thank you very much. Well done. Yeah. Wait. Which I what? think means you are both <laughs> level pegging. And it is all down to this last one for Mark. What a coincidence. Who could have expected who, that to happen? Who could have expected that? <laughs> that, that that's definitely one of Let's the see if I can, more unexpected marks. <laughs> I want to see if I can get a negative thousand here. Give me, give me a chance. Oh, okay, ne- negative a million. That's okay, <laughs> a million. Well. Okay, then. So this one is called, are you ready, Mark? Uncharted Lands. Uncharted Uncharted Lands. Uncharted Lands. I'll tell you, this has done $200,000 already. It's a big one. You'd think I would be aware of it then. I'm kind of embarrassed that I have no idea what this is. Um, I mean, Uncharted Lands sounds like a... a um, wow. Do I want to go with like like a, a map set? Of course, if there were maps, then it would be charted. That would sort of defeat the purpose of it being Yeah, uncharted. that's the opposite of Uncharted, isn't Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? So I think it's a map set. But it it, 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 it it sure sounds like some sort of like campaign environment, doesn't it? Like, you know, some sort of, you know, it, it sounds like the Forgotten Realms or the Lost Lands, the Uncharted mm. Lands sounds like, like some sort of experience 
expansive world where where there's only a couple of cities that you know and 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 and, and there's all this wilderness left to be explored um so I think I think I think I'm going to have to assume this is some sort of large campaign world that they are that they, that they have created. Although I'm hard to see that hitting 200,000, but that's what it feels like. It just feels like a good name, like like all the other things that have like some sort of descriptor followed by the word lands, so or realms or whatever. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. So I, not I even close, right? This is. Uh, no, you are. You got half of it, basically. Oh, nice one. The thing is, this is one of those things that has a colon, and then after the colon, it explains exactly what it is. Oh, sure. Okay. So, so the first half of that, yes, it is a new D&D setting. Uh-huh. The other half of it is it's an STL collection, as in the STL 3D printing files. Oh. And that, I think, is where you'll find all that uh, all that, all that money's in, because there's tons oh. and tons and tons of miniatures on this one. Right. And uh, you know, Kickstarters with miniatures always do big bucks because mm-hmm. miniatures are expensive. But so, 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 this is where they give you the files, and you and you uh, you print it at home, then you three D oh, print yeah, at 3D home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that that is something I've not gotten into the three D printing, but I've got mm-hmm. some friends who have, and um, it, these files are are really really hot now. Absolutely, so mm-hmm. that, that actually makes I'm a lot of it. sense for why it's hit so much. Yes. That's really right. cool. What were those things? Those things you put on the top of elephants that are like those little hounds you put on. How, right. So yeah. imagine a T Rex with one of those on top of it. Oh, cool! But it's but it's like a two story one. So they've got some amazing oh. miniatures here. I'm oh. going to give you the link to this because some of these some of these miniatures look really, really, really cool. I mean, like just just that T Rex with the thing on top of it. I would I would get it just for that. But and a lot of them are pretty big miniatures as well. There's a lot of scenery. There's a lot of creatures. Wow. I know. Wow. Huh. I mean, there's a lot there. So there's tons of it. You keep scrolling and there's more and more and more and more and more. The complete yeah. collection includes 17 Great. boss minis, 20 buildings, 131 miniatures, and 202 scatter terrain models. Wow. Mm. Oh, Great. some of those are really pretty yeah. uh, pretty scary they got, looking. They got some bear owls as well. Goodness. Yeah. And it's oh. not even that expensive either. You get all of that, but it only costs you fifty dollars. Well, yeah, all those, all those, without the book, the book, the book will cost you extra. But for yeah. all those uh, STL parts, they're like fifty dollars for all of them. Oh, wow! And you get tons of them. Oh goodness! There's like uh, a whole like little water mill going on, like big old water mill, and yeah, the building yeah. goes like. So yeah, so I think I think it's, yeah. it's not so much the the setting that's the star here; it's definitely the miniatures. But looking at the oh. setting itself. I'm sure it the setting's perfectly nice. The setting's, yeah, the setting's yeah. cool. It's got a whole bunch of new races and sub-races. Uh, it's got new subclasses, a lot of mm. bunch of new monsters. You know, the sort of stuff you expect in a setting, obviously. Um, an Arctic Owlbear. A mm. Blink Bullet. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, a Blink, blink Bullet. bullet. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's just a nightmare. Wow. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. would, would, would Jaws have been improved if, like, Jaws was like a Blink Shark? Is that the question? Oh, oh. Oh, uh, and then you've got locations like uh, the Blasted Isle, the Golden Paths, the Town of Greymill, the Cobalt Coalition, the Sunken City. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big old yeah. sort of um, uh, uh, D&D setting. Right, right. So along, you... along, with, along with the miniatures. But I think the star thing is the miniatures there. Yeah, which is $60 to get, like, wow, like, over... Yeah. I'm, I'm still not at the point where I would get a 3D printer yet, but it is something that is going to be in my future, I'm sure. Yeah, it is looking strong, gotta say. 
Yeah, yeah. I reckon give it another five years or so, maybe. Anyway, so I think we finished our favourite game in all the world. I'm going to give you some points there, Mark. Uh, so uh, you've got half of it. You've got the settings out of it. So I will give you five points out of ten for that. Ooh. Which gives you, I think, a total of six points to meters that one. Yes. Yes. So, Mark, you are the winner. Ooh. Congratulations. Ooh. Excellent. You get, to take home, <laughs> you get to take home the trophy, which is a smug sense of smell. Smelf? Smelf satisfaction. Smelf satisfaction. Is that like smell satisfaction but different? <laughs> I am I am I am I am pleased and happy to take that home with me. <laughs> ah, another game night. I live for these weekly game sessions. <laughs> me too. Role playing games are my life. Nothing else matters. It's just us and the game. Oh, I agree completely. All the little annoying things, they don't matter. Just us and our imaginations and dice. So pure. How we truly are twin souls, my friend. So, at the end of the last session, you were standing in front of the gleaming pearl doors on the final level of the Dungeon of Inescapable Madness, confident in the knowledge that within lies your goal, the Vorpal Universe Sword. After all of this time, all of this hard work and so many tantalising dead ends, We've been on this campaign for two years. I can barely believe this is happening. I feel the same way. It's exciting. I fling the doors open. Oh, my friend, there before you, on the opposite end of a gleaming pearl chamber, hangs the Vorpal Universe Sword. It's as if it's been waiting for your hand to wield it since the beginning of time. I stride in, boldly approaching the sword. Nay, my very destiny, perhaps the world's. Oh, man, this is great. Oh, let me let me just get a couple of crisps. I love these crisps. I can't have a game night without crisps. What in Fizzband's name is this? Eh? What? What's up? What kind of crisps are these? Oh, they're uh, sea salt and peppercorn. Sea salt and peppercorn? What sort of fancy schmancy crisp is that? That is not a flavour of Monster Munch. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean... We've, we've never had a game night without our beloved Monster Munch. I just thought we'd try something different. It's not game night without Monster Munch to do on my very fingertips. I didn't really realise you felt so strongly about it. Uh, let me see if any Monster Munch left over from last week. Well, I certainly hope so. How long have we been playing together? Four years? Five? And never without delicious pickled onion-flavoured Monster Munch crisps at hand. Uh, no, I can't find any left over from last week. Do you think we could just do the sea salt and peppercorn this week and I'll get Monster Munch again next week? Do you think we could play Monopoly this week instead? What? What happened to the purity of the game? And that's all that matters. Hang your purity. What? If I'm being honest, I could care less about the game. Now that they are denying me, I've realised I am just here for the flaming hot Monster Munch and that delightful residue on my fingers. But what about the Vorpal Universe Sword? Does it taste like roast beef flavoured Monster Munch? If not, I want no part of it. I'm out of here. But what about next week? I'll save myself the trouble and buy my own delicious Monster Munch. Thank you very much. Have fun playing Solitaire. Well, this certainly isn't covered in the Game Master's Manual. Well, at least I guess he didn't discover that the Vorpal Universe Sword was a cursed decoy that was going to eat his soul. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We just wanted to mention our Patreon. Peter, are you familiar with our Patreon? Oh, is it uh, patreon.com slash 
Morris. Yes. M-O-R-R-U-S. At patreon.com forward slash Morris, you can find our Patreon, which is what pays for our podcast and buys us all these wonderful microphones and mixers and other little bits and pieces. And wires. So many wires. And all these wires. Uh, We have a load of wonderful Patreon backers at the moment. And those backers get... We cherish you all. Yes, we do cherish them very much. And those backers get bonus content every single week, just as a thank you for uh, for backing our Patreon. And because they're so awesome and so quick off the mark, they also get to like talk to us in our Discord channel, which is pretty good. Mm. And we're sometimes even deign to answer that. Uh, but even more importantly, when we have guests coming onto the show, they have the opportunity to ask questions of those guests. Mm. Um, and then we will pass on the questions that we think we our guests will answer. So please, if you do enjoy the podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Morris. Link will be in the show notes. Yes. And support us, even with just a dollar a month. Every little, every little bit helps. I, I noticed one of, the, one of the news things you didn't mention was Steve Jackson Games and um, the shipping issues. So... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of been an ongoing thing, isn't it? Like the shipping issues that everybody is currently suffering well, at the moment. Apparently, they really got hammered, though, because they had collected their shipping on that Kickstarter, mm. and then the prices went up. And mm. they're yeah. going to lose money on that Kickstarter, Ooh. and they'll only be able to effectively survive because it's Steve Jackson Games, right? And they've got yeah, other yeah. sources of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think it's it's worse if you're doing shipping by sea. I think, isn't it? Well, I think that's where the the main the main issues well, lie. The, the the complication is so like, um, and if you want, we can go into this. Uh, but sure, for sure. Necropolis and for all the other Frog God books, you know, the the hardbacks are all printed in China, and then yeah. they have to be yeah. shipped to Seattle, which is where mm. the company's based, and then they're shipped from Seattle around. You know, and and they 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 only we, we only ship now into the U.S. because mm. shipping outside is too expensive, and we've seen too much damage. Mm. So yeah. it's yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I think, it's yeah. making this it, a lot is harder. Like, is it like from China to the U.S. particularly is particularly uh, problematic at the moment, isn't it? Because um, we we print in in Lithuania and ship here to the U.K. and obviously that's nowhere near as problematic a thing i mean there are still delays at the moment with with trucks and things but it's nothing nothing compared to that yeah and i I just think that for whatever reason the prices have gone up dramatically Mm. and it's making a lot harder for the smaller you know companies to fulfill the kickstarters and and because nobody wants to pay 150 dollars for a book for obvious reasons no 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 No. the only other way you can really do that is just you can print do two print runs, one in the US and one in Europe, maybe. I mean, that's the only other way around now I can think of. Yeah, I mean, right now, so for Necropolis, it's it's print on demand outside the US, which yeah, is yeah. okay, but it's not, it's nowhere near the same quality of the book that we can print in the US. Yeah, that, that reminds me, actually, I, I stuck an article up just yesterday, I think it was, talking mm. about, because I was getting I was getting quotes, and uh, this is going to be quite a, a niche topic for, for a very small number of our listeners, but some, mm. some of them do quite like the behind-the-scenes kind of business and stuff, so let me call this up. So I was, I was getting quotes for Level Up, 
But I thought, um, you know, the economies of scale was really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, so I thought I'd, you know, I'd just sort of like talk about um, what, what that actually looked like in terms of actual numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, so I put this little article up and um, we can stick a link in the show notes for those that are interested. So the quotes were for like a 600-page full cover book because yeah. like it's the same size as the Pathfinder cool books. It's a big, big old, so bear that in mind when I, when I yeah. say this. These so, are quite high prices, but it's a big book. Yeah, like the, the Pathfinder cool, second, second edition core cool rule book here? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. is. So that's like 600 pages. So it, It's basically the, of- the DMG and the PHB jammed together almost yeah. that sort so, of so that's, that's the size of the book that i was getting quotes for mm. so and you can see how the economies of scale work on this so if you just wanted one book mm. one copy of that book mm. buy a print on demand high quality not offset print on demand uh so just for people who don't know so offset printing is when a print shop prints them on mass right like they'll print like a thousand books or five thousand books for you and, yeah uh whereas print on demand it's one at a time yeah so uh print on demand High quality via drive through RPG and Lightning Source. Mm. Well, that's 600 page full color book, $90 to print that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it's so that's that's one. That's a $90 now, book excluding shipping at that point. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And that's just the print cost. Obviously, the publisher has to make some money somewhere as well. So it's going to cost you a lot more than $90. But if you do it with offset printing, and these these quotes came from Standata in Lithuania, so they may vary in China, they may vary in Canada or the US or wherever, but this is the, this is the quotes that um, we're using. So for 1,000 books offset, that drops to $20 per book. Mm-hmm. So that's a massive drop. 5,000 books offset, that drops to $7 per book. Oh. Now bear in mind that's a 600-page book. Most people yeah. aren't going to be printing that bigger book. But if you think maybe, I don't know, like a – a standard D&D book is what, yeah. 300 pages I'd cover? Yeah. So it's probably half those prices. So mm. 5,000 books, like $3.50 per book. Yeah. I'm not even sure it's going to be half because it's it's oh. it, the, the, the cover is a good chunk of the price. Yeah, that's mm. true. Um, mm. I, and just looking at that, so I did some quotes for a 50-page color soft cover as well. Yeah. Just to compare a different a different type of book. So yeah. uh, the high-quality print-on-demand from drive Through RPG, yeah. $9 per book to print. Okay. A Fifty-page yeah. soft cover. Yeah, a uh, thousand books offset. That drops from nine dollars down to one dollar forty per book. Wow, that's a massive drop. Yeah, and if you're printing five thousand books, mm-hmm. you are paying sixty cents per book. Right. So economies of scale are very, very real in the yeah. publishing so, world. Yeah. So at five thousand units, you're paying six percent. Mm. Right. Of the per book, as you would pay if you bought just one book, and and, and of course, what, wow. what 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 this is is an explanation for why Kickstarter is so important for a lot of the small companies mm. because mm. It's, it's a pre-order system. If you know yeah. that you've sold a thousand books, mm. and you know that you yeah. want to have another couple hundred or five hundred in the yeah. warehouse for subsequent sales, you mm. know you 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 know you've you've covered your cost. If on the other yeah. hand you haven't done it, you simply order fifteen hundred books and only two hundred of them sell, yeah. you're screwed. On the other yeah, hand, yeah. you know, you also don't want to order two hundred and then have a demand for two thousand yeah. because you've paid mm-hmm. way too much. So that's why exactly, exactly. that's why or, Kickstarter or worst of all, having no idea that you've got that demand right. for a thousand books. And you're like, oh, well, I've sold 200. I'll do another 200. Because then you'll eventually you get the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but you'll but you're be not making gonna, a lot less money. But you're not going to get the full. I mean, usually I think most printing houses will give you some credit for the prior orders. Oh, so it, okay. is, it, isn't cool. like, it isn't like it's a pure 200 each time oh. at that price. Yeah. Because, oh, okay. because, because once they have it all set up, 
a lot of mm. the, the 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 work is has been yes. done. But still, mm. you're not gonna you know it's not gonna be the the six dollars a book that it would have mm. been. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's there's an interesting curiosity with these scales as well, right? So um, Robert Marin and Dodds, you know um, yes. from Track and Turtle, he's been yes. on the show a couple of times. I think. Mm. Um, he was he was he was talking about he would normally have like a demand for about three thousand books, okay, but he prints five thousand because it costs mm. about the same, and you get an extra two thousand books. Like that's just a weird oddity of the economies of scale. Yeah, huh. I guess the advantage is he's got two thousand books. But on the other hand, he has an extra 2,000 books to put in place. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you'll use a fulfillment company probably or something like that. Which, yeah, well, they I still mean, have to pay for storage and keeping things Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not, you know, you're not wrong. But, you know, yeah. if, you, if you think you're going to sell those books, you might. Uh, yeah, might, might as well. well. Yeah. yeah. Wild. But anyway, yes. that's a little bit of sort of behind-the-scenes kind Ooh. of data. So. Yes. But anyway, we're here to talk about Necropolis. We are here to talk about Necropolis. It's very yes. exciting. So Necropolis, can't even talk. Necropolis, which is uh, a desert-themed adventure, uh, mm. the original version of which I think was co-written by Gary Gygax, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. And this is an update for fifth edition. Mm. Is that correct? <laughs> Isn't everything an update for fifth edition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. The uh, so so the original version, Gary worked on this. Uh, it was originally supposed to be, I think, it was bandied about. In the uh, the new infinities, you know, when it was mm. his new infinities company uh, that he had founded with uh, with Frank Menser after he left uh, or was ousted from from TSR, mm. but it, uh, new infinities didn't publish it. It was first published in '92 by uh, actually Game Designers Workshop for um, Gary's Dangerous Journeys right, system. Yeah. yeah. And then in 2002, it was republished. Ne uh, Necromancer Games, which is now part of Frog Guide Games, mm. bought the adventure, mm. uh, acquired the adventure, and republished it as a third edition D20 system. Yeah, and that's the one, that's the one I remember. That's the one that, that you know, it, it's a hardcover. I think the Dangerous Journeys was only a soft cover. That The hardcover mm. was the Necromancer Games version. Uh, it, it was... Mostly Gary's work carried over. Bill Webb and Clark Peterson um, uh, added uh, some stuff to it, and there were some, some some revisions. And then obviously they had to update it for for the new system because it's a totally different mm. system. Yeah. And so it seemed like since it's been there since 2002, maybe it was time for a bit of a refresh to see if people would want a new version of it. And the Kickstarter number I'm looking at right now answers that question with a resounding yes i think it, it is definitely happening uh i think we're on 76 i think uh, Seventy-six thousand dollars. 76 and change thousand goal yeah little little yeah. over a thousand uh folks i think who have uh mm. signed up for it so far but we still have what is it seven eight days left i think mm. so yeah. um and, and and as we talked earlier there's like that u-shaped curve normally uh, mm. Where you get the huge attention at the beginning, and there's the doldrums in the middle, and we're mm. we're hopefully coming mm. out of the doldrums. Um, yeah, but you know, I would love to hit a couple more stretch yeah, goals yeah. on this. Yeah. Um, so, because of some cool so, stuff. For those who don't know, what is what is Necropolis? What is the adventure? All right, so mm. what is Necropolis? Necropolis uh, is one of Gary's last. So this is Gary Gygax, if that isn't obvious. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the last adventures I think that he that, that he wrote and published. And 
it has been described by some as Village of Hamlet followed by Tomb of Horrors. Right. <laughs> and wow, that's a bit of a tone shift. I will though. say <laughs> there is some accuracy to that, but I think I think it can be overblown a bit. Gary did say at the time that he wanted Necropolis, in a sense, to top Tomb of Horrors. He wanted it to be an incredibly deadly adventure that only the best players would succeed at. And we've sort of kept that. And, and I should point out, by the way, we're not just updating it for 5e. It's also going to be issued in Swords and Wizardry, which is you know a, a, an OSR you know, clone. Yeah. So that actually would enable somebody, if you wanted to play it in first edition, for example, or BX, you would easily be able to convert it over without too much challenge. So hmm. it, it really does does dramatically widen the ability to play the game. Right, right. And it was something I, I know um, Gary's son Luke has said that that he he remembers his father spending a lot of time researching uh, Egyptian history. So mm-hmm. it it was set originally in uh, the first time it, it it was issued for Dangerous Journeys. It was in Gary's world of and I, I pronounce it Earth. You know, Gary Gary would take some take take and he just swap the letters. So instead of E A R T H, it was A E R T H. And it was for the country or, or, or in, in, in the region of Egypt, A-E-G-Y-P-T. Right, yeah. uh, now, when Necromancer uh, acquired it and reissued it, they moved it into the world of their campaign, which is the Lost okay. Lands, mm-hmm. which was Bill Webb's you know, campaign from when he was a kid, basically, yeah. that has grown to include everything that basically Frog God not everything, but almost everything that ha- that, that, that Frog God has, has issued, including Bard's Gate and Rap and Athuk and Sword of mm. Air and Cult of the Sundered Kingdoms, all the stuff that they've, that they've produced. Mm. And all of that was collated about three years ago into an enormous, but we were talking earlier, the enormous volume, The World of the Lost Lands, which is mm. this massive tome. Ooh, that's, a, that's a big one, isn't and, it? How many, how many pages is and, that one? That's that's the other thing I did for these guys. Uh, how many pages is is the World of the Lost Lands? We are at 516 pages, yeah. including appendices. That's a big old book. And uh. and, 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 and it and it um, still available on the Frog God website for anyone who yeah. wants to buy it. Um, yeah. I um, I project managed that and, and co-authored it. I wrote large sections of it. Worked with a lot of other people though. It's, mm. it's not all all me by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and so it got moved into the world of the Lost Lands into the country called Kemet, which uh. is an, also an old name for Egypt. So right. uh, Kemet is the, is the Egyptian equivalent. And so if you play the game, you know, you're going to recognize you know, it's, it's basically the Egyptian pantheon of, of, of gods. Mm. It's, an, it, it's an Egyptian type adventure into an Egyptian tomb with everything that, you know, that connotes right there might be some undead maybe there might be some traps maybe mummies yeah Uh, but will we be going into a pyramid at that point um actually there are no pyramids no oh oh well sorry about that no it is it, it, it is uh um, I mean, there, 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 there's a section of it that is uh, 
there's a village to explore, and, uh-huh. not, and this this is all actually laid out in the Kickstarter page, so it's not really a spoiler. But there's there's a village to explore and learn uh-huh. some information about. There's some overland encounters. There's some other places you have to go and explore, and then there is a necropolis, yeah. which is yeah. you know, it, it's it's the city of the dead. It's it's it, it's it, it's a the, an area where the Egyptians buried or the the Chimidians, Chemitites, I think it's Chemitites. Uh-huh. Buried, right. uh, uh, they're dead, and oh, there might be right. one particular tomb that might be of interest in the necropolis. Mm. So, uh, it's actually, it, 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 I was amazed at how much material it is. I mean, after having play tested it, I mean, I would guess if if, if a group's going to play, like, say, once, if you play once a week, mm-hmm. you're still looking at months to get through this mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, it's actually, you know, it, it really is worth the money because you're going to get a lot. Of, of of game time out of it yeah uh, oh yeah but i did retain the fact I, I changed a lot but i i retained the plot the characters basically and the fact that it is a very challenging adventure so it's to it's, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough both for the players but yeah. also for the dm to run it so i want to talk because it's for seventh to ninth level uh, but when you, when you say it's challenging and it's for experienced players, or as you said, Gary um, Gygax would say, um, you know, the, the, only the best players will survive. How does that, so to, to, to people who are sort of more used to sort of 5e adventures, you know, like modern 5e adventures, how does that kind of manifest in play? Uh, what, uh, what sort of examples? What's, uh, what, does, what does that mean? Well, uh, I noticed that it's for six to eight adventurers, which by my standards nowadays is... A fairly chunky party. Yeah, that is no, that, th- that changes the game quite a bit playing with that many players. So tell us more. It it, it really does well. And it, mm. I play tested it for I think I think it was six or seven Mm-mm. characters. Um, mm. I mean, needless to say, you could probably get away with fewer, but then you need to be a higher level at the start. Mm. But there's lots of reasons why I think it would. You know, you know, this is not something that I think you know three characters could easily run through unless you started them at 15th or 16th level and that would wouldn't be a lot of fun frankly to be honest so uh now there are some potential folks you might run into who might serve as npcs so that might help bolster the party if you're a little short-handed so that might be an availability but you this is was originally Gary's work, which means it was sort of the epitome of old school, right? I mean, there's nothing more mm. old school than a Gary Gygax adventure. And I tried to retain that as at least the feel of it. Uh, there's a lot that had to change because we just play games differently now. And, mm. yes. you know, in, I don't know if you guys have ever actually played Tomb of Horrors. Do you, uh, Tomb of Horrors, I, I have, yeah. I've read through it. And I was like, oh, okay. So, 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 that is a plan. Yeah, Tomb of Horrors is outrageously hard. Um, <laughs> it, it, it is, it is, uh, and it's not the kind of thing you run your beloved characters through. It's just not. It, it really was designed by Gary as a tournament convention adventure. Yeah. And you see how far you can get because nobody's actually supposed to get to the end and win. That just that was just the nature of of what he wrote. And there was a little bit of holdover of that, frankly, in Necropolis and. Yeah, that really didn't work from I think either sort of maybe a modern sensibility, but really just for the the whole the whole nature of of the adventure. Because by definition, you're starting at seventh level probably, which means mm-hmm. unless you just pick seventh level characters and start, you're already dealing with characters you probably have been playing for a while, which yeah. means you have some 
you know, emotional attachment to them. And yeah, we all recognize characters can die, yeah. but yeah. they shouldn't die needlessly. It seems like quite a nice segue from, say, if you started off in D&D Essentials, to which takes you up to level six, to maybe this is your journey on the way, and that takes you to level seven. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. exactly well, and 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 frankly, you could you know, there, there's a material that you can use to start mm-hmm. adventuring nearby before you even get there. You, you've got to get oh. to this place that's sort of in the middle of 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 Kemet, mm-hmm. which might involve any number of adventures as well. That's up, that that now that that's up to the DM. There's material in there to sort of guide, but you know that isn't included. Mm. But you could certainly use that. So by definition, you've got characters that are fairly have been around for a while. And then you've got, this is not, like I said, this is months of game time. So what you don't want to do is sort of invest all this time in a character and then have the character, you know, sort of, you know, haphazardly die in a room just because you you walked in the room. That's, you know, which which is a little garyish. And and so that being said, it still needs to be deadly. And mm-hmm. so it was, it was an interesting balancing act rewriting it for 5e, although I will tell you, by the time I, I sort of finish this thing, you know, the, people will say, many people will say that you can't kill a party in 5e, and uh, that's just not true. You, you can, <laughs> and this thing can, if you're mm. not careful. And that's why it's more than just the character level, it's the player. If you decide, mm. you know, if, if you don't bother to check, have, have your rogue check for traps or your thief check for traps, mm-hmm. eh, it's, you know, and if you find a trap and you just sort of try to set it off to see what happens, eh, that's kind of like, you know, that's, that's on you. That's on you. Yeah. Um, there were, you know, the uh, uh, the challenge was was to change it so that there are clues and hints and ways for the, the, the players to figure out, if not how to avoid something, how to minimize its impact so you can keep right. going. So and it's so, not just an arbitrary thing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it shouldn't be, you know, you, 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 you walk in a room and if you and if you you step in with your right foot, everybody dies, and you step in with your left left foot, you know, everybody's okay, right? It just yeah. there shouldn't be something silly like that. Yeah. And so and so that had to be modified. And I think I did huh. a, a decent job. I, I took a number of parties through it in play testing. Um, mm-hmm. And one of which was my home group. So they know me mm-hmm. already. I know them. And they did very well until they reached an area where they they sort of blundered in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got lucky in how they blundered in because it could have been really bad. But, okay. it, was, <laughs> but it was still bad enough that uh, when, we, when we finally called that particular session off at about midnight because every, you know, some people had to had to quit at that point mm. we never finished that particular encounter uh but i'm i think it was going to be a tpk i think there was an mm. excellent chance now of hey, course we can do we can do we, we can do spoilers as long as people know that like for the next minute there's spoilers okay. that's what happened i'm trying to be a little careful on spoilers though. i'm still <laughs> yeah, trying to be a little careful but but um, but i mean you know uh and it was a combat some somebody's some people have asked me like tomb of horrors mm. is almost exclusively tricks and traps Mm, There's very yes. little combat in it. There's actually quite mm. a bit of combat in this, mm. both both generally and in in the sort of that final tomb area as well. Mm. So, but it's challenging, and it should be. That's the whole point of 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 this. You know, you know, it was designed to be something 
that would be a challenge both for higher level characters mm. and for for players who are are pretty good. Uh, but you don't have to be absurdly good. Um, yeah. But you, you know, and it also challenges the DM because it's it's a complicated. There's a lot of aspects that interrelate. You really need to keep mm-hmm. keep track of what's going on. And I've actually I ended up including a couple of of, of crib sheets for for the the DM to use. Oh, yeah. And at the highest at the higher levels of the Kickstarter, there's a there's a, a an available DM screen which mm. is only available at the higher levels of the Kickstarter. You can't get it as an add-on. And mm-hmm. it has some helpful tables so you don't have to keep pa- paging through the book to try to figure out yeah. where something is. Uh, mm-hmm. That was actually fun. I'd never designed a DM screen before. That was actually a new experience. <laughs> so, But yeah, I mean, it, this is tough, and I think people, I think people will you know, be challenged by it. But they'll also have fun with it because there's role playing and there's combat yes. and there's tricks and there's traps and mm. there's a lot of treasure if you if you look around. There's just yeah. an ungodly but, amount of treasure. But can you give in? Because I mean, I think a, a large percentage of our listeners are almost certainly five E players. Yeah. Can you give a sort of example of something that an experienced group would handle that a less experienced group is going to get? struggle with i mean what 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 that actually manifests as in play when you say you have to be on your game to yeah. to get through just like an example of a situation perhaps yeah i mean i mean there, there, there yeah I, I i i can think of a couple that my group managed to avoid i mean there are a couple places that are just outright death traps mm-hmm. in, in here yeah. and you know no good comes from going in the room it just right. you know okay. But there's other places where you have to go that look dangerous. Mm-hmm. And the key to that is, is, is really spending your time perceiving, looking around, asking questions. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's not just what do I see, but in the cases it's, well, what do I smell or do I hear anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you know, knowing how dangerous it, this is, a, a good party will ask those questions. Or instead of simply saying, oh, I found this item. Mm-hmm. And you just pick it up and you put it in your 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 bag of holding or mm-hmm. your pouch. You know, somebody says, "Well, I take a close look at the item. Do I mm-hmm. see any symbols or runes, or is there anything unusual mm-hmm. about it?" Mm-hmm. You know, some some players will simply see treasure and they'll just say, "I dump everything in my bag and forget about it." A mm-hmm. good group will say, "Well, maybe I need this for something, and maybe I better look at it and see." Does this fit something? Is this, you know, does this key look, I'm using an example that doesn't exactly apply, but, you know, does this key look like it might fit that particular lock? Or Mm. or does this strange metal bar look like it would fit in that hole over there? Exactly. uh, And actually be a key? That's right. Yeah. And so, and and, and so a party that isn't really paying attention can miss those hints Mm -hmm. and not be able to proceed or worse stumble into something that kills them while the party that thinks about those things you know and and there's lots of examples in in a lot of 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 adventures you know but and i and i tried to lay those hints in there for the for 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 the dm Mm. um in addition to just letting the dm make it up you know and that that happens sometimes in some some adventures somebody will 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 say well you know do, do i see is can can I see any seams in the the ceiling or something? You know, yeah. I I don't think we're describing the difference between an experienced and an inexperienced party. We're describing the difference between a cautious and observant party 
and a brash and careless one. Does I have to say, you can get some pretty old players who haven't learned anything or didn't enjoy learning anything over the past 30 years, eh? <laughs> I think that's a, that's a really good distinction, too, mm. because mm. it's just that, that to be cautious and thoughtful, to know what to look mm. for, you generally have to have yeah. a little more experience. But you're mm-hmm. right. I mean, I've certainly played with, with very experienced players who say, well, I'm a barbarian. I've got like 850 hit points. What do I care? I walk in the mm. room. You know, I don't care about checking to see if there's really a floor. If I fall 300 feet, I'll live because I'm a barbarian, right? You know, it's, mm. it's you know, you, you have players like that. Um, yeah. Take you know, 1,700 damage. Exactly. Next time. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, generally they're probably right. Though. I mean, I mean, really, that 850 hit points is a lot of hit points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the, okay, I was well. Although, although by the time you add in all of the um, mm, the uh, 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 resistances, it's it's mm. it, it can get close, right? So, yeah, it yeah, can yeah. get yeah. really close for 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 mm. for some. Mm. But but oh, even yeah. even that character can die in this. In this yeah. adventure, so the goal of yeah, so the goal of that style of play is kind of like to challenge the players as much as the characters. I think right. is uh, right. a fair way I, to. I mean, this is definitely so. one where look, there's some fun combats where the, where, where the point is just just try to kill everything in sight. Mm. Uh, but then when you loot the bodies, you better look for things, mm. you know, because they may have something that you need mm. later on. Uh, so, so it's it's both a thinking players game, but but it has it's not one of these things. And I've 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 certainly played in some games that are nothing but one trick or trap after another, mm-hmm. and those are exhausting mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you just you just psychologically, mentally, it, it just it's hard to do that to just constantly mm-hmm. be paying one hundred percent attention, and it's mm-hmm. all okay. There's a puzzle in the next room. Let's figure this puzzle out. Yeah. The next room yeah. is a puzzle. And you just need, you just need a break to sort of show off and kill some stuff occasionally. Just exactly. To let, and, let the steam off. And, yeah. and basic, I, and, basic pacing, really. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And and, yeah. and I think this. And I think I think you know. I think this has got a lot of that pacing where you'll have some some mm. crazy combats, and then you'll mm-hmm. have another place where you can where you have to be very thoughtful and mm. and careful. And, you know, look, if you bring a bunch of 20th level characters in, it's not going to be that much of a challenge. But that's why, you know, my guess is, is you start between 7th and 9th, you, know, you probably finish 13th, 14th is my guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you've, you've gotten pretty high level by the time you're done with this thing, more likely than not. And a lot of it depends on how the DM awards experience points, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's definitely... In that regard, it's different than a lot of stuff I've seen out in the market. Mm. Mm. So, what, what what can you pick up on this gig? So, I'm looking at this chart here of different pledge levels and things, and it's quite a big, a big chart. So, um, probably we can't like cover everything. But what what are some of the sort of highlights of the things that you can pick up on this Kickstarter apart from the hardcover, sure. Necropolis hardcover itself? I think I think part of it does depend where you are in the world, though, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. There, there, yeah. there, there is the issue of where you are in the world. So the hardcover is available only in the U.S. Unfortunately, oh. you know, I've got a good friend who um, lives in uh, Calgary, Canada, mm-hmm. and I believe the frogs of one of the Kickstarters he backed shipped him, I think, five books. Mm-hmm. Because every single time, apparently, somebody either in Canada Post or, or elsewhere decided that what the book really needed to, was to be run over by, like, a truck. Oh. And it was okay. damaged wow. every single time. Oh, God. Right. 
and, and of course, as, as people know, know, yeah. you know, overseas shipping is outrageously expensive and the hardcovers yeah. are heavy. So yes, yes. there is, there's just no, unfortunately right now there's no economic way to send a hardcover outside the U.S. So outside the U.S. it'll be print on demand. Um, it's not going to be as nice. We acknowledge that. Uh, personally, if I lived outside the U.S., I would get a friend to back it for me. And then whenever all the restrictions are lifted, I would fly to the U.S. <laughs> for some other reason and bring it and bring it home with me or, or have somebody else bring it uh, on an airplane. Because I, I think the hardcovers, if anybody's seen the Frog Out hardcovers, they are really yeah. phenomenal pieces of work. I mean, they're, they're, it's library stitched. The pages mm. cannot come out. The the, it, the they are solid as bricks, and yeah. they're 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 designed to last. Where you can you can full you know open it completely over and over again, and it'll stay together. So so the the pages stitched into six packets sixteen exactly and all put together onto a book block on cloth. I mean that mm. is some serious book architecture going on. I'm very much approved. And that's exactly right. how how these are are all. Yeah. Produce and obviously you're not going to get that if you go with right. the uh, print on demand. Print, print on demand that's not available. So mm. I do have to note the um, mm. you know, even in the book though we've got all new artwork that's been commissioned. If if, mm. if, you, if you saw the um, third edition version, there's a lot of mm. black and white art, but only the cover was in color. This is a full color book. Now we're going to reuse almost mm -hmm. all of the black and white art from the original because it's just mm -hmm. really cool. But we've mm -hmm. also added a huge amount of new art that was commissioned just for this book. Yeah, it, it's all over social media. It's on the Kickstarter page. It's in the video, mm -hmm. and it is just phenomenal stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, one of the the true joys of yeah, I, I was a consumer in this industry for many, many, many years, and I only recently became you know moved on to the creative side and the fun of coming up with an adventure yeah. or when I worked on world of the lost lands, you know, coming up with, with some, some region or area and sort of thinking, yeah, this is what it should look like. And that would make it a really awesome illustration. And then what I, what I do is I go to Casey Christofferson, who's the art director at, at frog God. And I'd say, yeah. okay, here's what I want. Yeah. And then he finds the right artist and, you know, depending upon the process, I might get a sketch back or it might just come back. And the art is just phenomenal. Full color. So the book is full color. These artists are incredible. Um, and and there, is, there, is, there are a few things more, more satisfying than having a creative idea in writing and getting to see somebody illustrate it. Um, I'm the home DM for my group normally, and I want like a professional artist on staff when I do my adventures now. It just, I can't mm. afford it. Uh, the other part is the cartography. We have two, two. I'm just looking at the cartography right now. I was just about to mention that. And that's, that is very we, nice. We've got two cartographers working on this. Robert Altbauer, um, who is doing most of the maps. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Alyssa Faden, who is doing the tomb map. And for those who follow Alyssa, she's got a YouTube channel and she, I think, I, I think she had been on Twitch and she's got a Patreon. She did uh, a, a Teagle Manor for Frog God. Uh, this map that she's doing for this one is insane. It is enormous. It is detailed. It's got Easter eggs all over the place. Um, uh -huh. You know, and some of them I wrote in and some of them I left out. So like, like for example, 
uh, small spoiler alert for the next 30 seconds. So if you want to close close your ears, there's 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 one room uh, where there is a a, a slightly uh, ragged teddy bear that she put in with a bloody knife next to it. Why? I don't know, but it looked kind of cool, and there it is. Yeah. Uh, she 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 puts a lot of. I mean, the detail is 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 incredible, and there was actually one place where there was a an area that she felt was too boring, mm. and so she added okay. and so she added a couple of things in there, mm. you know, and. I, 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 I messenger after I saw it because it's not in my text. I said, did you have anything in mind for this? She's like, mm-hmm. no, it just looked boring. So I, I decided to put some things in there. And the, mm-hmm. and the original, it was, it, was, it was frankly kind of boring. And so seeing what she did, I decided to write encounters around what she put in there. Mm-hmm. And that was actually fun because I got to effectively became a collaboration. So Alyssa's right, artwork right, yeah, is yeah. just phenomenal for cartography um Mm. and the other thing that we've got is when you start the adventure assuming you're and again if you're thoughtful you've done some research before you like dive into this adventure and maybe you've tried to find some information either from sages or a local library or whatever you might have come into possession of the account of a nomad who experienced the location of this and a map. And so we had uh, Kafir Mendel, who's, um, uh, uh, his company is called Cave Geek, and he does phenomenal art on real leather. And I've got, I've got one of his pieces. It is just phenomenal. He's actually, he actually did the map and the account. And so that is now available electronically to everybody. Mm-hmm. That was one of our first stretch goals. And everybody will get an electronic one. People who backed in the first 24 hours and are getting physical copies will actually get physical copies of the account and the map. Uh, it's it's right, not going right. to be on leather, so don't get excited about that. <laughs> but it kind of looks like it's leather. And, and mm. Kafir is also a phenomenal artist. I, 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 w- I was working with him a little while ago getting that yeah. cleaned up and trying to figure out how to do it the right way because... Yeah. It's really cool and awesome, but we also need to make sure that it's something that we can fit in the box. We're going to send it out, and and it's not going to, you know, the goal here is to create interesting, exciting stretch goals that mm. aren't going to kill the Kickstarter. And we've all yeah, seen that happen yeah. too much. The other thing many, I gotta many, mention yeah, yeah. is for those people who are still playing virtually and and generally play virtually, there's a VTT option as well that you can acquire. Uh, I believe Fantasy Grounds, which is 5th edition, is fully supported for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you use a different one, like Roll20 or something else, mm-hmm. you'll still get the appropriate files. You're not going to be mm-hmm. able to... Um, you, you won't get like the lighting line of sight effect that I think you can get with Fantasy Grounds. you get maps Grounds. and tokens. Yeah. And well, you can but, put but, those but things on. You get the maps yeah. and you get the tokens and you'll have all yeah. that so you can use it with... And, and, and so for people who are okay. playing virtually, mm-hmm. you, you'll have all the maps. Mm-hmm with the tokens and everything else you need to to run the game. So that's also something that, again, we don't have to box that up. That's electronically available, but it's a huge value add, I think, for people who who, uh, are still and and generally just do like playing virtually because you you Mm -hmm. do have, in some ways, in that regard, if you use it, you can be more immersive than sitting around a table with Cheetos. So, um, and then, as I said, at the very highest level, uh, uh, there, there is a leather bound collector's edition at the higher levels, um, which will be only produced in limited numbers. 
And then there's the DM screen, which is again only available at uh, the higher levels and isn't certainly necessary to play, but it will make it easier to DM because it's gonna Ouch. it's gonna collate yeah. all all those things that you really need to follow and pay attention to right there, and mm. that'll make it a little bit easier. So you know we, we've tried to limit the the stretch goals. We, we're adding some some art cards as well as stretch goals. And if we get to the highest one, there's actually a, um, a mini adventure that we will do, uh, at least a PDF of, uh, that will become available that could be used as a side excursion. Uh, we'll see if we get there. It's, um, okay. it, that's still a ways off, but as we all know, the last couple of days of these Kickstarters can see a big, uh, big surge. Mm. There's, there's a lot mm. of cool stuff still to come, but it's all being done in a way that this is not going to affect the timing or production. Yeah. The, the, the 5e manuscript is already in layout. It's being converted as we speak, I believe, to uh, Swords and Wizardry. All the art is in and all the cartography is in. So there is, there's nothing here that, we've, that we're promising that, that is not going to be 100% deliverable. Mm-hmm. And, and breast. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm looking here at a canvas art print as well. Oh yes, that's this looks pretty that's cool. that's the art print of of, of Alyssa's map of of, of the tomb. Um, mm. It's I I don't remember the size that that that, it, that it's printed at, but um, it, uh, twenty by twenty six. They're going to be so, signed yeah. and numbered. Yeah, and Alyssa Ooh. even made it clear she doesn't even she doesn't even keep a copy for herself. Mm, wow. So they really are limited. I, I, I guess the way she put it, she said, it's kind of weird to like, you know, sign and number something for yourself. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but, but yeah. How, that'll, uh, that's, an, that's an add-on rather than a stretch. How, what is, yeah. what is, what is that going to set you back? Should be, should be right there. Yeah, I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. $150. $150 for Ooh. a 20 by 26 canvas print. Well, and all I can tell you is, 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 is it is, it is worth it. Um, it or ten dollars if you just want the poster map version. Correct. Yeah. But the poster yeah. map is not signed and numbered. No, no, no. That won't, uh, the poster map won't look nearly as nice. No. no. And and her, the no. canvas maps. I mean, um, Alyssa has some of those printed uh, through her um, uh, her own website, and they're really, mm. really nice. And this is going to be yeah. much bigger. Than, than than the normal ones. So yeah, so yeah. that is also a, a cool option. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I would say I wish you luck with it. You don't really need it because you are well and truly funded, but <laughs> I, I hope you do get those last few stretch goals in, in your last week. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, like I said, I mean... Like, like you say, it always does tick up at the end anyway, but you're doing, you're doing mm-hmm. so well anyway. Uh, so when, when, when does it end exactly? Eight days? Yes. When's that? 21st, I think. 21st. Mm. So, yeah. So I've um, got, got a week to get in yes. from this one. Mm. Uh, this is called Necropolis, an epic adventure in the desert sands on Kickstarter right now. Um, mm. And yeah, get on there. Back it. Pick it up. Yeah. And if you if you like a bit of, bit of challenge mm. for your players... I think this oh, is this is one to look at. It definitely looks like something that people might uh, be biting off more than they can chew, which uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is yeah. a nice experience in a role playing mm. game. Fairly but recommend. It also it also does sort of lead you in a a, a, a bit slowly. It doesn't start off yeah, yeah. Ho- yeah. horrific, so there is a chance yeah. to sort of realize, oh, maybe I need to play <laughs> this a little differently Absolutely. than my yeah. normal yeah. game. So there's not too much of a culture shock. It's, hopefully not. Yeah. No, hopefully not. That's the yeah. other. Actually, you know, you playing off of that. One of the nice things about it is it's this is also just it's not another 
adventure in a hmm. se- semi-European high fantasy mm-hmm. setting. Yes. But it's also something that most people are familiar with, so you're not trying mm. to figure out a new pantheon of gods uh, that, mm. that you're unfamiliar with. Most people will know what it means when some something is, is whether it's Toph yeah. or yeah. Ra yeah. or Set, perhaps. Mm. Right. We do need to wind up now. It's been fun. Yeah. And you guys hey, are great. Fantastic. You guys are great. Oh, please, please, and, 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 and please, please include them. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's the news part, the game part. This has been a lot of fun. You, uh, oh, fantastic! I'm so glad to so. oh, Thank you, thank you so thank much you. for coming on. It's been a blast. Really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at Morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. So I uh, I just yeah. told Hudson that he was being sold so I could have a tricorder. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> take it. <laughs> <laughs>